Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. God, don't you just love that intro? Hi, everybody. What's up? My name is Chris Clemens, and welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Now, if you are new here, I'd just like to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, we put them up on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. Gotta say the video episodes are kind of lit. The set is really popping right now. (laughs) Um, Now, for this episode, I'm really excited because we are going to go back in time a little bit. And I feel like 2014 is really having its moment right now. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like the whole internet is like reminiscing about 2014. And I get that there's a lot to celebrate. I mean, Obama was in office and Trump was just a failed businessman who was a host of a television show. Tumblr was like a huge social media. God, I miss Tumblr. I know it's still around, but it no longer provides the right services I'm looking for. The horny girls that get it, get it. Oh my God, where was I? I was, oh my God, a junior in college. My liver was still fully functioning for the most part. Um, It's when the decline started. I got my first apartment in New York City. I, yeah, uh, fucked a mother on the Upper East Side. If you come to my live shows, I talk about that one. Who has their phone (laughs) on do not not disturb me? Ooh, that's not great. Um, Anyways, (laughs) where was I? Yeah, that is a thing. But um, yeah, just 2014 is like really having a moment. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do a little throwback episode because, oh my God, that can't be. 2014 was a decade ago? It's 2024, right? I am disgusted at this fun fact alone that that was a decade ago. Oh my God, that, oh my God, my 10-year college graduation Oh my, I can't even talk about this. Moving on. Now, I do also want to remind you that we do an after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens, where I will be doing some of the ranking that we do later on there. And I will also be doing some advice with y'all. But yeah, this episode is going to be all about 2014. I mean, not all about, but like, you know, as much as I can. Yeah. Good talk, Chris. <laughs> Now, I thought it would be appropriate to look at some of the biggest pop culture moments that were happening in 2014. And guys, 
I don't think we as a society were appreciating the level of fed we were in terms of pop culture. Because, of course, sometimes some shit go down when there's a billion dollars on an elevator. Guys, Solange and Jay-Z's elevator drama happened in 2014. That alone, I mean, fed us for the year. It's still feeding us. Like, I die over this. The picture of that, by the way, I know the person who took that picture. I went to college with him. And so that's always like my like fun little icebreaker at parties. I'm like, I know the person who took the Beyonce, Jay-Z, Solange elevator picture. Um, but that picture really should be in a modern museum of art. I don't care which one, as long as it's a prestigious one. I mean, the picture that's on the screen right now, Solange looks like she is about to fucking baseball bat someone's car. And that's someone being Jay-Z. Beyonce is just serving smiling, serving face, and her face card does not what? Decline. Jay-Z is just looking guilty as hell in the background. He is like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> what just happened? Run me the security footage that the world would later see so I can understand what happened. Yeah, that, I just still want to know what was said. I just need to know. And I've been in that elevator. I can't believe to say that, but I've been in the elevator that this took place in. <laughs> Literally, I was more starstruck than meeting like any celebrity I've met. Also in 2014, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's wedding. Wow. So a lot can happen in 10 years. God, I still can't believe that 2014 was 10 years ago. I know that that's like math, but I just refuse to believe it you know it's like flat earthers i refuse to believe that the earth is round no you're just stupid and ignorant also happening in 2014 robin williams joan rivers and philip seymour hoffman died i don't really remember who philip seymour hoffman was if that's horrible to say yeah i don't know why i said that actually i i would like to go on the record your honor and say i don't know why i said that <laughs> but robin williams i miss Robin Williams. I think about this on a pretty consistent occurrence. Robin Williams, I feel like, would really be the person that a lot of us need right now. And it just is so sad the way that he died. I remember I found it that Robin Williams died on the Ikea ferry in New York City so I could buy a $35 piece of shit desk. Do you know how depressing that is to that story? I found out that Robin Williams had passed on the Ikea ferry. That's actually a really good summation of my life. Yeah, it's just really heartbreaking. And ugh. and Joan Rivers, like, honestly, maybe made some out-of-pocket jokes, but no one really does it like her. And I miss her. I wish I could be her, honestly. She's incredible. Oh my god, wait. Kim and Kanye weren't the only people. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie got married? Wait, 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 wait. They got married in 24... I don't know why I thought that was like a 2008 thing or like a 2005. Then again, I don't really... Like, I know I lived through it. 2005 doesn't feel real. Like, show me the evidence that I was there. Just at all. No, actually, there's probably evidence. And I probably don't want to see it. It's probably really fucking cringy. I was like 12. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I was alive, sadly. Against all odds. Anyways, um, <laughs> on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin split. Oh my God, the day known as conscious uncoupling. <gasps> God, she is so goopy. She, she is goopy and she is gaggy. Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't care what people say about her. She is goopy and she is gaggy. And the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, goop. 
The Winter Olympics. Oh, that's... Oh, in Sochi. I don't know why I said that. Like, I even know where Sochi is. Um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher had a baby. Ryan Gosling and Eva... Oh, my God. They have babies? Wait, there's a Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes baby? That was, like, definitely a threesome I dreamed of when I was younger. (gasps) Guys, 10 years ago, one of the most impactful movements happened. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Ah! We all know where we did the Ice Bucket Challenge. And I don't know how that raised money for ALS at all. (laughs) If I'm going to just be a wet blanket, no pun intended. Oh my God, I was on the roof of my first apartment in New York. I still have the video probably. Justin, if I have it, I will send it, but I will need a reminder. Thank you. All right, I'd like to thank for the nomination for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, I'm going to be doing the challenge and donating $25. And if you're not going to do it, donate $100. It's an amazing cause, and I'm tagging... Oh my God. (laughs) The caption on this website, celebrities, athletes, and we common folk all came together to fight ALS. Girl, we didn't fight shit. Okay. All we did was do shit for likes. Oh my God. Frozen came out in 2014. Okay. So far that's 2014's first negative hit. It's not great. I just have beef with the movie Frozen. I've never seen it. I just don't think that I should know most of a movie's soundtrack if I haven't seen it. And therefore, I find that movie insufferably annoying. I don't give a shit. And the fact that there were grown-ass adults going solo to Frozen doesn't sit right with me. I I will die on this hill. Although I'd love to die on a dumber one. Oh my god, the Bill Cosby scandal? Was 2014? That feels much more recent. Or has just so much time been passing? I guess we'll never know. Wow, 2014 is really a mixed bag. Pharrell's hat. Oh my God, when he wore that giant hat. I can't believe that made the list of what was going. (gasps) Kim Kardashian's Break the Internet shoot was 2014. Ew, as well as Ellen DeGeneres' Oscar selfie. I don't know why we all like took part And the Ellen DeGeneres Oscar selfie. That was like the most mid selfie I've ever seen. Yeah, okay. There was a ton of famous people in it. I fucking hope so. It was the front row at the Oscars. What are we talking about? That is so weird. Taylor Swift's 1989 came out in 2014. (laughs) The the Judices are going to prison. Love these like little snippets of... Herstory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the rest of them are just sort of like, eh. But 2014 really fed us. And I just don't think that we appreciated that enough. Now, I went to Vogue to see like what the trends were in 2014. Uh, this is giving 2005 energy in that I don't remember it at all. One earring? The sole statement earring? Like, I don't remember p- people walking around with one earring. Like, I, I just don't. 
Your Honor. Anna Wintour, what is going on behind those sunglasses? I need to know. The American people deserve to know. (laughs) No, but literally, what was the one earring trend? I don't. Was that real, people? People. The people of the land of unhinged. Was that? Sorry, booger. (laughs) Just looked over and booger is waking up with the biggest stank eye at me. Okay. Also, onesies. Okay, I do remember onesies being a thing, like a really big thing. Head-to-toe knits, I don't remember at all. A head-to-toe knit. Frayed denim, is that not just denim? And is denim not just always? Like, is it? Like, denim is a constant, no? It's a variable? I don't... (gasps) Okay, this I remember. Faux fur. I mean, the beauty con of it all. There was like pink furs. There were green furs. This was like King Kylie era, like that kind of fur. Like it just, oh my God, I remember that so vividly. This was the year of the designer sneaker. Okay, sure. Because that's, I mean, that has that not just been a thing? Designer sneakers? Okay, anyways, sorry. I will not disrespect the Vogue. Mini skirts is, they're still in. I don't, did they go out? I mean, I know people wore long skirts, but I, I don't recall not seeing mini skirts, your honor. So what's good, Anna? I'm really sitting with Anna. No, I'm not sitting with Anna. I'm shitting on Anna. I don't know what is happening, but I'm really making this podcast deserve the name unhinged. Um, and then lastly, this might be a morbid one and one we just blow right through, but um, I have 10 of the most significant world events in 2014. And the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared. This. Okay, no. I would just like to start by saying that this is a serious event. And I'm not trying to make light of it. And this is just like someone saying no offense and then saying something offensive. This is one of my favorite uh, like events that has happened on planet Earth. And I don't mean that in like a, I'm so happy it happened. I mean that in a, what happened? Like I think about this event too much. Netflix did like a docu thing about it. I've I've seen fucking YouTube conspiracy videos about what happened that were way better done. I just was so disappointed in that fucking Netflix project. Do better, Netflix. This is just fascinating. Like when like everything is broken down and you learn more and more information, it's like you think you know what what happened and then like something else happens. Like there's people who saw an explosion in the sky and then the map showed that it went like took a turn and then it went out like, oh my God. Oh my God. I know exactly what I'm doing tonight, girl. It is me, my dogs, my bed, a joint and youtube.com <laughs> slash Malaysia Airlines flight 370 search. This, ooh, I just like, then I, I also like, I think that's what keeps me coming back is that I like, it's like a love hate because it's like, we will just never know what happened. And that to me is so nuts. Like, that's so nuts. Also in 2014, Scotland votes to remain part of the UK. Okay, I didn't know that that was up for debate. Eurozone economies falter. again. Okay, I don't care. Um, Pro-democracy protests erupt in Hong... Okay, yep, democracy. Okay, these were the biggest things going on in 2014. No wonder we're all reminiscing about it. I mean, life was fucking good. Oil prices crash. Okay, I mean, I feel like I vaguely remember that. <gasps> Ebola struck in West Africa. Okay, I feel kind of... Stupid saying this was a good year. Oh my God. I remember this because like, didn't it come to America in like Chipotle's? Like didn't Chipotle 
have to like shut down or remove all of their let. Oh, no, that was E. coli. Okay, Chris, just this is why we don't do important news because you are not the okay. ISIS declared Jesus Christ. Um, Russia annexes Crimea and threatens the rest of Ukraine. The way that that's a 2024 headline is so scary. This was 10 years ago. Chris, we're moving on. That was called by panic. I'm by, and that was panic. We're just going to go on to something that is just as stressful, but doesn't fall on me. And um, that <laughs> that's um, a couple of emails from two of our very own unhinged citizens. Now, if you guys need any life advice, uh, if you need stupid debates settled in your life, or if you just want to tell a crazy, dumb, or exciting story, email unhingedwithchrisclemens at gmail.com. We used to have a phone number, but honestly, I don't really know how to use that anymore. And um, I kind of love the emails because it's simultaneously a lesson in literacy, which is something if you've watched early episodes or just even pretty current episodes, you know that I I am on the struggle bus when it comes to reading. But um, yeah, email unhingedwithchrisclemens at gmail.com. I love opening these. This email was subject lined, I just found out I took someone's virginity. And it reads, I'm a 26-year-old woman and the guy is 21. Typically, I would never. And I did never. Well, no, I think you did, girl. (laughs) When I first met him, I thought of him as a stupid teenager and I was in a relationship. I met him because I used to take care of his grandma before she passed because I was a caretaker. A little after she passed, though, I decided to end my two-year relationship to be alone. I had to move out of the apartment I shared with my ex but had no plan and his mom offered their spare room to me. Oh, so his, the grandma's daughter. Got it. I rented it out and helped maintain the house the best I could. Also, I never sought out her son. It just fucking happened. But she wasn't into the idea of us getting too close. She noticed we were hanging out more and told me she wouldn't advise getting involved with him. Says every mother ever about their kid. What are you talking <laughs> like, Sorry, I don't know why I'm picking a fight with you. Thank you for emailing. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was too late because we started hooking up before she told me this. And honestly, as Gypsy said, the D was fire. Okay. I tried daily to remember that Gypsy Rose said that the D is fire. Okay. Let me be. He told me he had sex with his first girlfriend in high school, and I honestly believed him. Had no reason not to. And because he was the best I ever had, we got messy. And one night, we were doing the nasty in my room, and we didn't shut the door all the way. And his mom returned home from work and walked right past my room to her room, which was behind mine. And the funny thing is, your room is her room because it's in her house. Oh, my God. We immediately stop. She's freaking the fuck out. I'm anxious as fuck. I can't imagine how he's feeling. I also feel bad because she feels betrayed by me. Girl, she's your landlord. As long as you pay your rent, she can't say shit. (laughs) Even though she's fully the owner of the home and the owner of the person who was inside of you. I came to the realization I was never going to be a part of their family as much as I wanted to. Long story short, I left their house and moved back with my mom. Why didn't that happen at like the start, you know, like no judgment. 
Just wondering. Inquiring minds would love to know. I was very vulnerable with his mother about my mental health and relationships beforehand, and I felt like she used that against me when she found out I was interested in her son. She eventually bought cameras for inside of the house, and around that time was when I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Also, I do understand her POV, though. I did fuck her son when she told us to stop, but we kept doing it. It's very wise of you. Look at you go. He recently just told me, though, that I was his first time, and the reason why he lied and said he slept with his ex was because I was more experienced, which is understandable. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy this silly story. Um, Yeah, I guess I enjoyed it. My question is, so y'all are talking again? Y'all are talking again. What happened to the mother? (laughs) Were you her caretaker, and you pulled a salt burn and blue cigarette smoke in her face? Just wondering. (laughs) Um, No, I did enjoy that silly story. Wow. Your guys' lives sound so much more exciting. Or maybe it's just the way you depict them. But, like, none of this stuff happens to me. (laughs) Although, I don't... Yeah, I don't want to be fucking somebody whose mom is putting cameras in the house. That is actually scary. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, also, why would you want to see your kid having sex? This next email is titled, A Discouraging Jury Duty Tale, Am I the Asshole? And I kind of love this one because I was supposed to, I got like a jury duty summons and was uh, excused from even having to show up. I got thrown right back into the pool. And for once, I don't mind the deep end. I enjoy it. I don't have, oh, I called and they were like, groups like 20 to 99, you don't have to come. And I was group 40 and I was like, uh, thank you, Lord. But then I was kind of bummed. Because I am, above all else, a nosy bitch. And then, furthermore, your honor, the court fit. The court fit. I was like, wait. I mean, the pictures practically take themselves, you know? Okay, anyways. (laughs) That's why I was bummed about not going to jury duty. But, I mean, all in all, I was, like, stoked that I had a full day open up right before my very eyes. It's been a while since I've seen anything open up before my very eyes. Anyway... Serving on a jury was on my bucket list. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) Let's dream bigger. Let's think bolder. Let's be better. Like, I don't think a civic duty should be on your bucket list. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen in your lifetime and a few times. So anyways, I will stop being a judgmental. Thank you. Let's get back to it. I was foaming at the mouth when I received my summons. I arrived early and was well informed on what I needed to do to get selected. I work at a bank monitoring transactions for financial crime, so I thought I would be a great juror as I make evidence-based, objective decisions every day. I was selected after the two-day jury selection process and assigned to an eight-count sex crimes against a minor case. What in the high sisters? Sorry, that was so out of pocket. (laughs) Here's a quick overview of the case. Plaintiff was a 15-year-old girl reporting on instances with her mother's then-boyfriend. The only evidence was her testimony with social services, which was inconsistent when she initially gave it and inconsistent to what she alleged in court. Social services had been in the home multiple times for unrelated reasons and nothing was ever mentioned and the family said that they had no reason to believe anything questionable was going on. The girl's mother had a toxic relationship with the boyfriend and they both were alcoholics. 
The girl's father hated the boyfriend because the mother did not have issues with alcohol until the two began their relationship. The father was told first about the alleged acts, and he insisted that the plaintiff report it. Other potentially unrelated details. The mom had been driven by a police officer to court because she did not want to testify. She also threatened to kill the boyfriend in court if he got away with it. And then the other piece of potentially unrelated details, the typist person said my bag was cute. <laughs> Okay, great. I I'm, love that. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. I ended up hanging the jury by voting not guilty on every count. Every other juror disagreed, and a few of them admitted to having formed an opinion before we even got selected, and people became mad at me. After the judge declared a mistrial, he came into the jury room and said he had been there for eight years and had never had a hung jury before. Girl, what the fuck is a hung jury? Because are they still there? <laughs> no, I need to know what a hung jury is because I don't think it is what I'm thinking of. And what I'm thinking of is just absolutely a video that exists on Pornhub. A hung jury, also called a deadlock jury, is a judicial jury that cannot agree upon a verdict after extended deliberation and is unable to reach the required unanimity to be see an anemone <laughs> and supermajority. A hung jury may result in the case being tried again. Okay, I'm sorry. We have to come up with a different phrase. Hung jury. Nobody was like, hey guys, let's pick a different adjective. Anyway, sorry, that's not what this is about. <clears throat> After the judge declared a mistrial, he came into the jury room and said that he had been there for eight years and had never had a hung jury before, and the attorney said it was the longest deliberation they'd ever had. The prosecution threw the case together in one day due to scheduling changes and had other evidence they did not have time to admit. I looked on the publicly available inmate records and the boyfriend is now in jail after being charged with the same crimes. This whole experience really soured my opinion on how juries work and how few people are able to think objectively. Only 6% of cases are hung. <laughs> it's not funny. And it is insane to me that 12 strangers are able to come to unanimous decision 94% of the time. Am I the asshole for hanging the jury? Would love to hear your thoughts. Love you in the pod. I don't know. I mean, like, I think that's the point of a jury is to, like, have a group of people who may see things all differently based off of evidence and what is presented. So, I mean, if that's... If you were hanging the jury just to hang the jury, then... Yeah, you're an asshole. But if you're hanging the jury because you're sticking to your opinion based off of what was presented to you, I don't think that's wrong. I, I think that's, if anything, like valiant, maybe, because I think people need to stick to their to their opinions when it's comes to people's livelihood. But I'm more confused. So did the boyfriend not do it? He got not guilty? You voted not guilty? Because he seems guilty. Or no, I guess I wasn't there. You had to be there, really, though. I, you, <laughs> it seems like you really had to be there. Yeah, I I don't think you're... Yeah, that's my statement, Your Honor. To the court typist, did you get that? <laughs> also, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> that was the best part of this email. Um, no, I don't think you're an asshole for hanging the jury if you were just sticking to your opinion based on the evidence. I think you're an asshole for hanging the jury if you were purposely just trying to be difficult and hang the jury. You know? And that's that on that. Or as they say on RuPaul, and that's the tea. <laughs> 
Now, I know I mentioned earlier that Tumblr was, like, the big social media in 2014, but also, like, I feel like 2014 was sort of, like, the height of YouTube. Like, the YouTube glory days. And I oh, just really miss them, honestly. I thought it would be kind of fun in the name of, like, 2014 to rank the biggest, most popular YouTubers of 2014. And... Like, this was, like, at, like, the height of, like, Playlist Live. Oh, my God. Playlist Live Tri-State. The people who were in the fucking freezing cold parking lot for a meet and greet remember Playlist Live Tri-State. That was a hot fucking take. Oh, my God. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to rank YouTubers that were popping in 2014. They still might be. Some of them might not be. All is okay. Um, and this is just meant to be fun. I don't... I'm going to try and rank these based off of what I thought of them at the time, because I have grown and evolved as a human. <laughs> okay, let's just get into it. Now, if you're new to ranking, it is S tier, which is supreme or superior, and then it's A, B, C, D, F. And then that's pretty self-explanatory if you went to school. If you didn't, A is the best, F is the worst. Now, first up, we have PewDiePie. And I honestly think... I have the same opinion about PewDiePie as I did in 2014. Oh my God, I was 20. Oh my God. I'm not saying that because like I'm sad about being 30 now. If anything, I'm like way more stoked to be 30 than I would be to be 20. Oh my God, being 20 seems like the worst. Anyways, PewDiePie, I never understood the hype. Granted, I don't think that content was made for me. You know, like I, I don't think the girls and the gays were on the... In the, in the planning meetings, you know? I, I just, I thought PewDiePie was like mediocrity at best. And I am so sorry to that Swedish meatball. I really am. Or Nordic. I don't know what he is, but what I don't understand is the hype. I mean, he was like the biggest YouTuber. Is he still? I would believe it, honestly. I don't understand it, though. Like, at all. It's like the Mr. Beastification of it, except like Mr. Beast seems to give back to the community. Or is he just, yeah, hmm, there's a whole like thesis I could write there, but I'm way too, what? Tired. Um, I'm going to put PewDiePie at F. Um, never understood it. Also said the N word while streaming, which is like major red flag. Yeah. Next up, we have Tyler Oakley. Tyler Oakley, I remember being such a monumental part of my YouTube journey. He included me in a and slay that he did back in 20 something. And he said that like, he really loved my videos and he sort of like found me through that, like me asking a question and really just was like a mentor in a way. And this did sort of cause a complex for me like later on. Um, but he introduced me to my first, like, manager and um, just, like, really, I don't know, mentored. I only say it got gave me a complex later on was because he was, like, the most poppin' thing in the world. And, like, I just didn't understand. I never had a friend like that. Like, I was just, I'm from fucking Delaware. Let's be for real, first of all. But I just never had a friend that was that booked and busy and, like, 
I wouldn't get texts back and I took it so personally and he would come to the city and not like, I was just delusional, honestly. But I remember thinking like, oh my God, he hates me. Like I did something wrong. It's just like the dumb bitchedness of it all. Um, But I'll always appreciate and... Oh, I remember it rubbed me the wrong way that he (laughs) declined doing a collab with me. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, I totally get it. But, um, yeah. And also he like coined himself as like a professional best friend, like online. And that is like, really, I don't really remember any of his videos except like the Q and Slay series, August. Oh my God. I couldn't tell you one August like video that he, I know the, like some of the, People have collabed with, but or, or some of the videos, like the content of them. Anyways, I just, he really was like watching and having an internet best friend. And I'll never not be thankful for all that he did to help me on my like little journey to where I am now. Um, and he'll always have like a a really nice place in my heart. I really appreciate still everything that he did. Um, and he like paved the fucking way for YouTube. He really was one of them who made being a YouTuber a mainstream thing and people don't give him enough credit. So I'm going to put Tyler in A because I just an A plus guy. Next up, we have Jenna Marbles and she is an immediate S. She is superior. She is supreme. I mean, talk about a fucking icon. I love Jenna, and I think she is one of the most kind, caring, compassionate, one-of-one people, and uh, I just love her. S, 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 S across the board. Next up, we have Michelle Fawn. I don't know, like, really anything about Michelle Fawn, but she was, like, popping. I remember that YouTube did, like, uh, billboards in major cities, and I remember there was one in NoHo in New York City, And she was like painted. It was like a mural painted on the side of a building. And I remember thinking like, damn, that's so cool to have yourself painted on the side of a building. Like that's crazy. And it was so lifelike. I never really watched her. I wasn't like smoking and watching makeup content at that point yet. That was a couple years from 2014. Um, So I wasn't really watching makeup content, but people seem to really love her. And she seemed like a legit, like she seemed legit. I'm going to put her in B, mostly because I just don't know anything about her, but I would put her in S, I feel, if, you know, like, okay, cool. Next up, we have Bethany Moda, and I am going to be so fucking for real. I got such a weird vibe from Bethany Moda. I don't know what it was, never met her. I mean, maybe I met her at, like, playlists, but it was never anything like, what, that serious. I know that she's, like, popping up on TikTok now, like, her old stuff, and people are, like, just reminiscing on the topic of Bethany Moda, Mac Barbie. Um, But I just kind of always got like weird, weird vibes. Her like Aeropostel or Aeropostel? Aeropostel? Is that still a thing? Aeropostel? No, that's like a Christian uniform store. (laughs) Aeropostel. Oh God, I cracked myself up. Um, Yeah, Bethany Moda never understood the content. Also, Rumor has it. I'm going to be a gossip. (laughs) No. Um, I did hear that, like, her family and her are Trumpers. I don't know if that's true. That's alleged. That is alleged. But um, I heard that. I remember hearing that around 2016 and thinking, yeah, I don't know why that tracks. 
But um, I'm going to put her in D because she didn't really do anything to me, but I never really got a great vibe from her. Although, I'm just going to stick her in F. I'm going to stand by my gun. Sorry, Bethany Moda. To F you go. Next up, Grace Helbig. Grace Helbig! Oh, my God. I remember when Grace asked me to be on her podcast like a couple years ago, I was shaken to my core because she was someone who I looked up to so immensely. Daily Grace. I know that was sort of probably a triggering moment for Grace in her life, but oh my God, Daily Grace. And then like everything she did after. Camp Dakota, iconic. Anyways, I love Grace Helbig. What a sweet human. I really loved her videos. And I remember I met her in the Washington Square Park freshman year of college in like 2012. It was shook to my core because that was when she lived in New York. Um, I'm going to put Grace also in A with Tyler, not only because they're besties, but like she is, uh, she also like really, I feel like she was slept on, honestly. Like she was big, but... I feel like she should have been fucking PewDiePie level. I don't know. Someone else that I think should have been PewDiePie level is I Justine. I know that she like, honestly, I think she was bigger than PewDiePie, but <laughs> numbers will tell blah, blah, blah. I Justine was the first YouTuber I watched and like consistently would like go to YouTube to watch. And I remember I was in middle school. When did YouTube come out? YouTube come out. Um... Oh my God, 2005. Yeah, okay, that tracks. I was watching YouTube in middle school because I wanted to post like videos. I had always grown up making videos like just that I never posted, but like little weird, like with my Barbies and action figures and like, yeah, they're just like random videos, but I loved editing and loved like the idea of making stuff like that. And so I would watch iJustine and I would think like, I'm get, I remember so vividly thinking like, I'm going to upload a vlog and I never did because I was so afraid of getting bullied. Also, Time out. <laughs> I just look down and see YouTube come out. Are we going to talk about the YouTube coming out videos that creators who lived in a glass closet made? I mean, are we going to talk about that? Like, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> Joey Graceffa making a <laughs> coming out video. I know it's awful to be like, girl, we knew. But like, girl, we knew. <laughs> It's like, that's so jag, like coming out. Yeah, no, you did a story time about running down the street to chase Harry Styles in a car. <laughs> like, yeah, we knew. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the thumbnail. <gasps> God, YouTube was such a simpler time. Fuck. Oh my God, I missed that. Anyways, back to iJustine. I Justine is put in S. She really S for slept on, honestly. I feel like she got flowers, but she didn't get the fucking field she deserved. She's popping now. I know she's doing like tech reviews and shit, and I love to see her still thriving. I just, she always had such a fucking, I want whatever she, prescription she could have been on. I mean, I'm not implying that she was like on, I just meant like if she was like on antidepressants or something, like Jesus Christ, run me that prescription because she just always seemed so happy. And obviously that's what she was putting online, but oh, always love I Justine. She and her sister Jenna, I remember, oh, I loved I Justine. I Justine, the internet queen, period. There, you can have that one for free, I Justine. Thank you for everything you've given the world. Oh, I love her. Oh my God. The way I remember the day Steve Jobs died, I was like, is I Justine going to be okay? <laughs> like the way that that was my first thought is so 
sick in the head, but so appropriate. Um, so she is an S. Next up, we have the slow-mo guys. You can't spell slow-mo guys without an S. S tier, baby. I don't know. No, they were a big channel. They were just two fucking dudes being guys. Like, I remember just, like, having the best time watching their videos, and they were just shit in slow-mo. It's like you buy a slow-mo camera, and then you do a bunch of fast shit just to watch it in slow Like, that's exactly what this channel was. And I ate every second up. First of all, they had a camera that could do, like, 4K, and at the time... Bitch, 1080 was, like, mind-blowing. Next, their camera could do, like, a billion frames a second. They would do crazy shit in the back in their backyard and just, like, fill up, like, a giant balloon, like, the size of, like... I'm trying to think, honestly. I don't even... Like, bigger than... I mean, a basketball, for sure. <laughs> it was, like, the size of... Like, what's something that's, like, a big ball? Like, it was, like, the size of, like, a beanbag. But bigger, honestly, like a love sack. Is that related? Do people know what a love sack is? I don't know why I'm trying so hard to do this. But they would fill it with water and then jump on it and then try and make it pop. And then it would pop and they would show it in slow motion. They would show the normal speed and then they would show it in slow motion. Oh, my God. I mean, perfection. Obsessed. Honestly, I might go down a little slow-mo guy's hole tonight. Ooh, no. That, (laughs) yeah, that didn't sound... Uh, right. Although that is what I would love to do, but it's not what I intended, you know? Yeah. Chris, just tunnel vision. Next up on the list, we have Zoella, also known as Zoe Sug. Oh my God. I was like doing some digging. Guys, she had kids. Zoe Sug had, has two babies. Two. Like, ah! the way that that could make me chew my hands off. Zoe was also an instrumental part of my YouTube journey. She was actually the first major anybody who like discovered me, discovered me. She back then on YouTube, when you would like do anything on YouTube, like a video, comment on it, subscribe to someone, it would show up in your subscribers like feed. So when any big person subscribed to someone, their channel would see such a boost because that entire audience would see that they subscribed. So I remember commenting on a Zoe video, and then I guess she looked at my channel and watched and commented and subscribed and liked a video. That video saw such an uptick. I got like a thousand followers in a day, and at the time that was like nuts. Now that's just like three hours on TikTok. But I just, she was always so sweet. I finally met her at Playlist Live Orlando, and I was like, thank you for everything. Like, oh, sweetest human I don't really remember many of her videos, but I will always hold a special little place in my heart for her. Um, I hope she's fucking thriving. She really was just like a sweet, oh my God, remember when her and Alfie dating got leaked on someone's like laptop or something? (gasps) That guy who ate live lizards out of the jungle, what was his name with like the dreadlocks? Oh my God. The way that I just completely blocked out this chapter of YouTube. Wow. What are we doing with the shit online now? That was, that was peak YouTube. Anyway, Zoe is going to go in A tier. Her content like didn't change my life, but like she was, she, she did. Mm. (laughs) Next up, we have Joey Graceffa. And this is going to be much more like PewDiePie's review. At, uh, I still think I have the same opinion in 2024 that I did in 2014, and that was I don't get it. Like I just didn't get it. Um, yeah, I just didn't get it. 
you know? Um, I still don't get it. I remember just like anytime I watched a video, I would hyper fixate on two things. One, his teeth. They were like so white and like his two front teeth were so big. Maybe they weren't, but like at the time they just felt big. And then his fingernails. I don't know why his fingernails like freaked me out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sharing this either. Anyways, I'm going to put Joey Graceffa in like C. Like, I, yeah, I just don't know if it was for me and that's fine. It doesn't have to be for me, you know, seems like a sweet person. I literally don't know anything about him. Never met him. I don't think. All right. Oh my God. Next up. I got to readjust how I'm sitting because we got Jack and Finn Harry's otherwise known as Jack Scap. Oh, <laughs> I don't. That was just what came from the heart. Uh, wow. The sexual tension between me and the Harry's twins was crazy. And no, we had never met. That was just through a computer screen. <laughs> they wanted me. Yeah, they were these two British twins who were so fucking hot and honestly have only gotten hotter. And they would not only make like this fun personality, like YouTube tag and challenge videos, but like they would also make stunning videos and they were just like the whole damn package. Oh my God. Ooh, not me. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to give them S tier and we got to keep moving because S is going to stand for squirt in a sec. Chris. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I said it anyways, moving on. Oh my God. This is wild. Andrew Lau. I remember being a huge Andrew Lau fan, and I have never been since. <laughs> no, uh, if you don't know, Andrew Lau is like one of my best friends. We used to live together for like five years in Los Angeles, and I was a huge Andrew fan. I remember watching like Holiday Cooking with Andrew. Like, oh my God, so many of his videos. I thought he was so funny and so fucking slept on. There was not enough respect on his check and that pissed me off. And like, honestly, still does. I get very defensive. <laughs> but, oh my God, Andrew, everything. I'm putting Andrew in A tier because he, yeah, it's like so trippy to me that we're friends because he like played such a big part on like, not, he just like, was so fun to watch and was so different from I feel like everybody else. And I just thought that that was exciting. Next up, we have Mamrie Hart. And ah, this is someone else that I'm like, cannot believe I say that I'm friends with because like what a gift to the earth Mamrie Hart is. She would do this series called You Deserve a Drink. And my God, I was like <laughs> fucking 15. And I was like, I do deserve a drink. <laughs> um, No, but I, she remains to me one of the funniest people. She was just so quick, so funny. I remember she did a You Deserve to Drink, I think at Grace Helbig's house. There was like, I think a giraffe in the back. And it was her, Tyler, and Grace. And they were just shit-faced. And like, I think someone hit a car like in the, that was parked in the driveway. I don't know. I'm giving all the keywords, so maybe someone can remind me of this. But oh my God. I just... Mamory Hart was, is so funny. I remember... I had a friend who worked with Grace and they would tour a lot together with, who was that little other lesbian elf on a shelf uh, who was in their trio? Grace Helbig, Mamrie Hart, Hart. Uh, Mamrie Hart? Hannah Hart. Oh my God. Did I just call her an elf on the shelf? I'm, <laughs> okay, whoops. 
I just remember that they would tour and when they would come to New York, my friend Diane would get me tickets to the show. And anytime I hung out with them, Mamory always felt so like down to earth and just like, I felt like, I don't know, just the sweetest soul really will always love her. I'm going to put her in A as well. Um, Although, you know what? I'm going to put Mamory in motherfucking S because she deserves that. Next up, we have Connor Franta. <gasps> Talk about someone who's coming out video actually kind of shocked me. I remember thinking, what? My dreams are coming true? Manifestation is real. No, manifesting didn't exist in 2014. God, what a fucking simpler time. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> Connor Franta. Um, I'm going to put Connor in like B um, because in 2016, I wasn't like watching Connor for his content. I thought I'm being totally honest. I don't really like remember his content. I just remember he had a really strong aesthetic and he was so cute slash like still is. I'll, I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, he's a cutie and he's such a sweet guy. We just actually reconnected at a wedding and, um, oh, just the best time. I was DMing him literally earlier today. What a sweetie. Um, I'm going to put him in B because I think at the time in 2016 he didn't like have as much of a like I didn't really you know like I wasn't I, he was not a go-to but I remember like I would tune in every once in a while and then the coming out video came and I was like subscribe <laughs> I was like he's one of us next up we have Kian and JC and I mean listen I'm gonna have to put them in C because I did watch an occasional video in 2014 because I thought Kian was so hot. But their videos, all I remember were just them like screaming and like the definition of guys being dudes being dudes. You know, I just they were not for me and that's so okay. But like to me, I would have ranked them like a C. Sorry. Next. Oh, my God. Hannah Hart's on the list. Okay. <laughs> Whoopsies. Next up, we have Hannah Hart. Um, Now. I know I, like, sung Grace and Mamrie, like, high praises. I never really got, like, warm fuzzies from Hannah Hart. I did watch, like, her videos, and she would do, like, a series called My Drunk Kitchen. And I thought a few of those were funny. But I just, like, didn't really, like, gravitate towards her. Yeah, every time I met her, it seemed kind of, like, cold. Not cold, because that sounds, like, intentional. But just not warm. Um, and that's fine, you know? Um, but... I never really, like, got into her videos that much. Um, and so I'm going to put her at a C also because, like, just to me, it was, like, middle. You know? Middle. Perfect. Next up, we have Marcus Butler, who is another British YouTuber. Oh, my God. He recently had, like, an OnlyFans stint. I bought some booty pics. <laughs> I did, though. I really did. Yeah, that I did. I don't know why I'm admitting that, but bitch. He puts the butt in Marcus Butler. Woo. Um, Marcus Butler was like another Connor Franta, but in like British, you know, um, but like, but straight or like straighter. Um, he just like was kind of like a wholesome fuck boy, you know, like he knew that he was hot and he just like, <laughs> what girls want to see? Like what guys look for in a girl? Like those videos. Um, God, that, times were so simple. Um, yeah, I'm going to put Marcus at a C as well. Just, you know, I thought he was hot, but, you know, didn't really do much for me. Next up, I can't believe in 2014 he was a YouTuber. But Troy Sivan. Ah! Troy Sivan, I remember watching. I feel like, oh my God, those purpley twinkle lights in the back. That bitch knew an aesthetic. 
um, he would do singing videos and then he would also make like funny videos. And I really appreciated his stuff. I would put him at like B. No, I'll put him at A because I really did fuck with him. And it's so wild that he's like a singer now. And I remember I left a comment on one of his videos or I tweeted him and he hearted, favorited it. And I was like, ah, which is so cringy because now we're like sort of friends. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, la, la, la. Keep moving, Chris. Next up, we have Miranda Sings, and <laughs> wow, this one aged like a white bitch, because ee. I will say at 2014, at the time, Miranda Sings was like, honestly, like my whole personality, like, the way I would talk like this, and I will sing like I'm a wonder. Like, it's almost haunting. Um... Ooh, I'm unlocking a memory that in 2013, when I was studying abroad in London, she did a show in Leicester Square, or Leicester Circle, one of them. Um, and she, like, held a contest on stage for the best Miranda impression, and I won. And I think I still even have the shirt I bought at that show at my mom's house. So, yeah, that shit got dark. In 2014, I would rank her S, if not A. Not Miranda Sings essay. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. But in 2024, that ranking would not be the same. I just want to clarify that. Um, now, Kingsley. Oh my God. Kingsley was an icon who I feel like also was slept on. Yes, he was popular. And yes, he was big. But like, did not get the flowers that he deserved. He was one of the first people I got lunch with when I moved to LA in 2017. And... Oh my God, his series overexposed. I would wait for that every year. Like, bitch, fuck TRL, fuck New Year's Eve. That was my countdown to look forward to was Kingsley's overexposed. <gasps> Impeccable. Oh my God, and I specifically remember him making a video about birds or like his how much birds pissed him off. <laughs> I Kingsley gets S because just seriously, what an icon. Ah! We have two more on this ranking list. And the second to last one is Glozell. Immediate S tier. She changed the course of my life with the cinnamon challenge video. Like, bitch, we want to talk about salt burn. Put some respect on Glozell's name. She did the OG salt burn. Oh my God. Glozell, we're actually mutuals on TikTok. And it's so interesting seeing her now because she is, she just seems to be like living her life. She has a family. And I just, I. This is so dumb, but, like, I almost want to thank her for just sort of raise me, I feel. Like, obviously, my mom was very present in my life. But, like, Glozell felt like my internet mom. She, we didn't know each other, but I just felt so safe around her and, like, felt like such a warm energy from her. And I just, I really, oh, I love Glozell. I don't know why I could cry thinking about her. But just that green lipstick, everything, just what? An absolute pleasure it is to live on Earth at the same time as Glozell. I'm putting her an S, S across the board, baby. Oh my god. What was I up to when I made this list? Last up on the list, we have Lohanthony, which I don't know if y'all have been up to date on what's going on with Miss Lohanthony, but it's Mr. Lohanthony now. He's done a full Catholic 180. Wow! Uh, I think he's in the army or like the military. I don't know. A lot. It's a very wild, very wild, like turn of events. Um, But in 2014, he was like, he like ran YouTube. Like 
I'm trying to give like a modern day uh, equivalent. Like he was like the Larray of YouTube, if that's like relevance to, I don't know. But I would rank Lohanthony like a solid A, honestly, because he would make the most outrageous videos. And then like, weirdly enough would be like, he was one of the first fucking YouTubers. I feel like that was like actually hanging out with celebrities. Like people fucked with low Anthony. That is so nuts. That is so crazy. I, I don't know how to explain it in the appropriate way. So I'm gonna, um, let y'all like Google what happened to low Anthony. I mean, it's nothing serious. He's just like, totally straight now, which, uh, hi, conversion therapy's calling. So that is the end of ranking YouTubers from 2014. Obviously there are some that I didn't get to, but there are some I will be doing on the after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. So be sure to join. I love my Patreon after show. It really is so fun. And I like sometimes schmirkle, and sometimes I have a little drink, but, um, sometimes I have nothing and I'm just having a good time. Isn't that cute? Um, no, but before we go, I do want to read a comment from the last video episode that we put up with Morgan from Two Out Takes. And we talked about public speaking. Someone asked for advice at the email. And Bree Anderson left a comment and said, yo, I cheated through my public speaking class in college. It was online and I had my friend hold my cards behind my computer. I mean, honestly, that is the definition of working smarter, not harder. Now, I speak on stages in rooms of 600 plus people as part of my job, LOL. It's terrifying, but just remember, nobody wants you to fail. And find what works for you. Some people have to memorize things, but if I do that, I bomb because I'm too focused on slash anxious about messing up. You've got this. And I just thought, what a fun little take that was to a problem that I did not help out at all. At all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Be sure to rate and review this on Apple Podcasts as it really does help us out a ton. And um, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And um, if you like video episodes, they're up on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. I will see you guys on the after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. This was so fun. I hope y'all enjoyed taking a little blast to the past and I will see you guys next week. Bye! Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.